my loves. Welcome to Sex Stories, a podcast where guests share their most intimate secrets about their sex lives in an effort to improve other people's sex lives around the world. And my guest today, I am so excited to let you all know, uh, we are recording in New York. I am in Bushwick. My guest is Billy Presida. Hey, everybody. So if you don't know who Billy is already, he has the Man Whore podcast and has been doing it for five years. Yesterday was his five-year podiversary. So fucking congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Will you just tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast if they Um, don't know? Yeah, the, uh, the elevator pitch. Yeah. Uh, I do a show where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. Uh, but, you know, in the in the years, I've also started talking to various sex educators and porn stars, sex workers, queer performers, feminist icons. You, you name it, I probably have got it on. So what I want to know is... Boy. How did you go your from... Your face lights up. Shut up. You just... Throw on a big old smile like the world is your oyster. And I'm just like, I'm... where is the depression that most of us out east have? Oh, it's just inside. Sure. But... Uh, <laughs> just, it's, I, I'm smile and sad at the same time. It's okay. <laughs> I'm really curious to know, how did you go? Like, what was your sexual life story that led you to your podcast? Origin story, beginning, middle, it, like, can you just give us a version of that? Oh gosh, yeah, that's a ooh, that's a loaded one. But I know, but I'm so curious sure. about it. Uh, to to make it succinct for the early stages of it, I was not desirable in high school. Uh, I did not know how to talk to girls. Girls didn't want to talk to me before high school. What was the messaging around sex? What ideas did you have about sex? When I don't do you get remember? to have it. That's what that's really? what the messaging was. Well, also it's like well, when, when you're, you're a 11. kid, you're not supposed to. <laughs> right, but there's also like I had no friends and I was bullied mercilessly for 12 years mm. and I was on a watch list after Columbine. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, I wasn't a violent kid. They were just like, who gets shit on enough? that they might shoot up a school. And they were like, well, everyone hates Presida. And instead of fixing the problem, let's just keep an eye on them. Wow. So there was that. And, and then uh, I went to high school and I was just, I just always, I was always very self-conscious. I didn't have any self-love, self-worth or any of that stuff. So women were like barely an option. Um, when I got to college, that's when I really started to find myself and find some self-confidence and be able to talk to women and, sleep with women how did you find that confidence where did it come from it i had a light switch moment Mm -hmm. so it it becomes a lot less uh, helpful for others i was at a one of those summer like go away for 10 days things it was called people to people and so you go, you just basically put it on your college resume for when I you're applying to school. I've heard of that. Did I go to that? Yeah. I remember getting those brochures. Yeah, they had brochures. Yeah. They had ones for arts and leadership and whatever. Uh, so I went to one of these. And the first morning I was there, I got there and I was like cracking jokes in an elevator. People laughed. People were talking to me like I wasn't a loser. It was strange. And so the first morning I wake up and I went to the bathroom. Like I woke up, I did, I think I did a few push-ups, and I went to the bathroom and I had my hands on the sink area and I just kind of looked in the mirror and I saw myself and I was like, oh, you're all right. Hmm. And it was that, and that was really it. Uh, it. It didn't mean senior year was that much easier. Sure. But I did believe in myself a lot more. I made out with three women on that trip. 
Girls, <laughs> girls, we were children. I, yeah. I kissed three girls. It was awesome. I went down on my second and third vulva. Uh, that was cool and horrifying at times. Yeah, like, so I just learned, I'll be like, oh, okay, like, I am not the piece of shit everyone thinks I am. Mm. And so it really was just a, like, because like that, everything changed. Wow. As soon as I didn't think I was, like, worthless. That's but huge. I have no, like, methodology of how I got yeah, to Yeah, no, that, I like, think that moment. is important to share, though, because that is, I mean, I had a moment where a couple of years ago I was traveling and I was like, why am I so unhappy? Like, what's wrong with me? And I realized I hated myself. And that's why I was, like, not having fulfilling sex. And, you know, so working on that for me these last couple of years has been literally life-changing yeah, and sex life-changing. Coming from, like, I got told this over and over again, it's frustrating as fuck when someone... When you're hurting and you're in pain and you go to someone who also shared the same pain and seemed to have found, you know, some solace. And then you ask, how'd you do it? And they can't give you an answer. Yeah. It fucking sucks because you're like, everyone else is figuring it out and I'm not. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, that's why I say it's it's not very helpful for anyone to know it was just like this one day yeah. Um, because then you're just sitting around waiting for it. It may never come or it may require more work. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone's got their own thing. Yeah. I think for me, I guess it gives me a little piece of hope. Like when I'm in my darkest days, I'm like, okay, well maybe there we'll see. Okay. Keep yeah. going, keep going. <laughs> but I would like to know then what do you remember? Where do you remember learning about sex? Like you knew what it was. Do you remember early communications around it like what how did your family talk about sex or did they we didn't i mean we weren't like some sort of like super catholic repressed house it was just we just didn't talk about sex masturbation was something like you probably weren't supposed to do my dad called me jerking off a few times and he would like berate me be like hey why can't you find like a girl to do that for you <laughs> wait did he actually talk like that i think <laughs> that's my inter that's, that's my interpretation <laughs> of my father's Great. essence and you know, my dad didn't understand why he had this son who was like a loser and couldn't get girls mm. because he was the king of his high school. Mm. He was MVP of sports teams. He was sleeping with seniors when he was a freshman. Like he was that guy. Like my dad seemed like the type of guy who like when he was in high school, he wouldn't hang out with me mm. if I were also at that high school. Oof. So I think that always really confused him. So yeah. sex was supposed to be like I'm supposed to go do that with a person. Yeah, there really just wasn't talks about it. My high school didn't have any sex ed. Uh, like, zero sex ed. Not really? absence only. Like, just nothing. Like, my what? sex ed... Yeah, I went to a weird boarding school. So, my sex ed comprised of once a year, we would have a dorm meeting in the guy's dorm. And Pam Birchie would come in and she would say, explain the statutory rape laws of Connecticut. What? And yes, a toe counts. And that was it. That's my sex ed. Oh, my God. Yeah. And we wonder why women are getting attacked left and right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's pretty much just, it's just a meeting to say, hey, seniors, you can hold hands and maybe kiss the freshmen. But otherwise, you know, because every year somebody broke statutory rape on campus. And in my freshman year, one guy actually got arrested. Uh, and I think only a few years ago, he was allowed to, like, start leaving the state again. Wow. <laughs> because that, wow. That, that student's mom pressed charges. But, like, the other ones, it just always would happen. Um, one year, a woman broke stats. And I was like, that's equality. <gasps> so, <laughs> Yay, she equality. fucked the freshman. Good for her. Uh, so, yeah. So. <laughs> I, I didn't have any sex ed. There was no real talking about it. And no one really took too much time to explain sex to me because it sex 
with Billy Presida Jr. just didn't seem like something that was going to happen mm. anytime soon. So there seemed like almost no need to explain anything to me. But then it did happen. Yeah. And now you're polyamorous. Do you identify as polyamorous? I go back and forth between saying poly. I am not. I'm non-monogamous. That's Great. the easier. I, I also don't like the phrase polyamorous. Like whenever someone's like, oh, I'm poly, it sets up a little red flag for me just because of my experiences with poly people. So I like to say I'm a big fan of consensual non-monogamy or just open relationships. Like I want to be in so many words, though. We got to figure out how to chop that down to one Maybe we term. should come up with a new phrase. We'll work on that. Yeah. A new term. I, I'm not monogamous. I'm probably poly. I just haven't had multiple romantic partners at the same time. Okay. I've had romantic partners and then sexual partners at the same time as that. But So I haven't had like two girlfriends. So I yeah. always get weird about saying poly. But yeah, I'm not monogamous. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. That's a great distinction. And also everyone that I talk to seems to have a different definition. But what I want to get to is you went, you did have sex. Yeah. I had sex one and what, time. How was it for you the first time? Like, do you want to, do you, do you it have It was a... not fun. I didn't <laughs> want to have it. Really? Yeah, I got talked into it. <clears throat> See, I thought I was like shittily trying to get a blowjob. And then she uh, went and got a condom. And I said, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to lose my virginity tonight. And she was like, great, I'll be back. I'm going to get a condom. And I was like, oh, okay. Really? Yeah. It was actually very interesting. Uh, last year, was that? Yeah, last year I finally recorded with the woman who took my virginity. Oh my god, I can't wait to get to that episode. By the way, everyone, go listen to Billy's podcast. It's I'm only three episodes in so far, but holy cow, it's a lesson in just vulnerability and sharing. And I bet you have some fucking great stories too. <laughs> yeah, well, recording with the chick, I you know the first person I had sex with was was definitely a whole thing because we hadn't like it's not like we've been like chit chatty since then. Uh, and I've been trying to get her on the show for years. She finally agreed to do it. It turns out it was more her husband didn't want her to do it. Oh. And he really wants to go skydiving. So he's like, I'm going to go skydiving. And she's like, if you're going to go skydiving, I'm going to do that podcast. <laughs> How'd it go? How was the episode? It was great. It was a great yeah. episode. But, you know, it was just very interesting to reminisce on that night uh, because, you know, I shared with her how I didn't actually want to yeah. lose my virginity, uh, like I had said so many times that evening. And... She just remembered things a little differently, but also, mm. and she really nailed this, was she she made this observation, she's like, I don't think you realized how attractive you were. Mm. Like, she's like, you were very quiet and shy, and everyone was just, like, so thrown off that there was a cute guy at the party who was, like, acting like he was some kind of loser. She's like, you weren't ugly. Like, look, we put the ugly kids in the corner, but you weren't one of them, and you were acting like one. It was weird. Wow. Uh, but that was, a, that was a big revelation, because that, I think, sums up how I felt about myself in relationship to women all the way up until I got to college was I didn't realize I might be cute. Mm. So Billy's that, very cute. Also, he has the most beautiful eyelashes that I've been staring at since I met him a few minutes ago. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but then, so that was that that definitely hit the nail on the head there. But the experience of recording with her, you know, driving up to Boston just to record with this person I had sex with when I was 18. Uh, that was yeah. a fun experience. Yeah. Wow. Was that the last time you had seen her? When you lost your virginity or had you, uh, no, did no, you we did, sleep we, together again? Or We had sex twice. Okay. I had gone back a week later and I was like, I don't have a sex again this time though. And then she's like, all right, great. Here's the condom. I'm like, really? Mm. So what was it like talking to her about that? Like, was it healing? Was it weird? Like it was, I felt like I said my piece and that okay. felt good to say. It's never like I had a resentment against right, but just, Jean or anything like that. It was just more like, oh, you know, I'd like, I'd like her to know I didn't want to. And she was kind of like, she was like, 
I think you wanted to have sex with me more than you're willing to admit. I'm like, I'm trying my best not to make comments about your appearance. But no, I did not. Mm. Uh, and we did see each other again my sophomore year, my junior year of college, because um, I'd started doing stand-up here in New York City. And I did. I she was at a, another university in the city, and I had a show, and like I invited her, I think on like Facebook, and she said she wanted to come. I was like, all right, cool, yeah, it'd be cool, to see you again. And it was a naked comedy show. What? Right. That's a thing. Yeah, it's been going on for like can over I, a decade. Is it? Can, is it tonight or nah. tomorrow? How do I? It's in Boston. It's naked. Well, it's in Boston. Sorry, it, my brain it, just exploded. I this guy, love Andy naked. Oh, well, yeah, you. I'm surprised you still have clothes on. So I know. Uh, Andy Ophice, <laughs> this guy Andy Ophice in Boston has been running the Naked Comedy Show there for like I don't know, maybe. They're 12, actually naked. Years. I don't know what other definition of naked you prescribe to, but yes, the comics. Sometimes people use it sneaky to be like, "I'm very open," or you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. So the comics well, are naked. So the comics are naked. Does the audience get to be naked? I think it's clothing. I think it depends on the venue, but it's clothing optional for the audience. They used to have one here in New York City. Uh, it's had different lives here in New York, uh, but but Andy used to run one here in New York City. So uh, it when you start doing stand up, a lot of times like it's hard to get booked on shows because you suck, and also no one knows you. But also because you suck, so you shouldn't be booked. But you need right. to be booked You're to cutting get better. Your teeth. Yeah. So it's a whole weird thing. Like some people need to book bad comics for those bad comics to get better. Right. It's a weird cycle. So I hit up Andy because I found I heard about the show and it wasn't a bringer show and it wasn't any sort of trick. It was just like you had to be willing to take your clothes off and do your jokes. Yeah. I was like, I'll do that for stage time. I wonder if that exists in Los Angeles. If not, I Maybe. think I have a new calling. Maybe you have a new calling. So I, so I invited her to the show. I had done the show a few times before. And I, I did say, like, but just just heads up, like, it's a naked it's a naked comedy show. So, like, all right, great. I'll bring some friends. I'm like, cool. I am backstage. I'm first on the I'm, I'm first on the lineup. So Andy goes out. And Andy has a whole shtick he does as the host because he's been doing the show for so long. Uh, and he explains the show. He explains why he does the show. He does some funny jokes about the nudity and whatever. So a naked person comes out on stage, does jokes, comes off, introduces me, and I come out naked. I do my set. I did pretty all right. And then uh, I go backstage. I got a text from Jean, who's there with like three, two or three of her fr- college friends, saying, I didn't realize you're going to actually be naked. <laughs> so, okay, I just like, want to say my was question like, was fair. Yeah, actually naked. Yeah, she Great. thought that too. I was like, it's a naked show. She's like, yeah, I thought you guys were just going to be like really raw and like dirty. <laughs> I'm like, No. Also, it's like, why are you surprised? Because, like, she didn't text me while Andy was on stage. Yes. So, why is there a naked guy on stage? Yeah. So, it was like, you saw a naked man and you still you had me warning. Come out with clothes. Yeah, no, that's good. Anyway, so that was fun. So, but but since then, she, I had not seen okay. her in person. Wow. So, that was, that was 2010. Okay. And then I didn't see her again until last year. Wow. Okay. So, what happened between the time of your virginity loss, like meeting this first person that you fucked, and then how did we get to Man Whore Podcast from there? I had a lot of fun, interesting sex. Yeah. Uh, but I had a lot of sex, but I was also, like, wanting to date some of these women seriously. Yeah. Every time I said I want to get more serious, the woman always told me she wanted to just, like, keep it casual. Uh-huh. So I had this problem where women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. And I wanted to find out why. Yeah. And before I started asking them, I always made these assumptions. Like, a few of them would call me a man whore, like, because they, they thought I was funny and cute. Uh, because, like, I would go to a Craigslist bukkake. Or what is that? A bukkake or a Craigslist? I know what a bukkake is. Cool. 
is a Craigslist bukkake what I think it is? A bukkake that listeners, was from Craigslist? Yeah, sure. You just show up at them. Well, yeah. I, you know, I answered an ad. I, I sent in the things. Okay, I was you're talking about it really casually, but talk about it to someone who grew up on a farm sure. and, like, doesn't know but, any different. <laughs> right, but you know what Craigslist is. You know what uh, bukkake is. So and it's I also a, asked about naked comedy sure. if it was actually naked. Because here's the thing. Up until I finally started asking the questions that were actually on my mind last year, I spent 28 years being extremely confused. Okay. And so now I just ask the questions. And it's liberating. That's fine. The difference between, but it's also not different than like a Reddit bukkake or bukkake amongst friends. I'm just using Which I'd be just as confused by. I say Craigslist just to say the source of said bukkake. But yeah. So I would do things like that or just try new things. I'd have some sex in public. And I think women just... And I was also very open about my sex life, but not in the creepy, like, it's date one, I'm going to tell you all the things I've done with my dick. Yeah. But just, like, I'm open about sexuality. I like talking about sexuality. Yeah. I like talking about gender. I like talking about relationship models. I knew I was non-monogamous before I even knew that was the word. Mm. And I would explain that. And so I think all of these factors, or at least I always, I convinced myself that these were the reasons why I was still single. I'm too slutty. I don't want to be monogamous and whatever. So that's why I started the show. I was like, oh, because I had one, I fell for this one chick. We had two dates that were like really intense. We, I'm not crazy. Like we mutually were like, wow, this connection, this energy is nuts. And I'm like, dope. Finally, someone's going to like love me back one day. Mm-hmm. And she went up state for like Thanksgiving, ran into her ex-boyfriend and they decided they were going to try to get back together. And, and so I told my therapist this, and I had previously told my therapist about the, the podcast idea. I also didn't know if it was a podcast or a web series right. or a blog, whatever. But I'd, for a couple of years, I had thought about doing something serialized with my sex and dating history. So I told her she knew about that. And then when this woman, we'll call her S, and I um, hooked up the first couple of times, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. This is intense. I think this is going to actually happen. And hey, if this one falls through, I'll do that podcast I was talking about. <sighs> when I got the call that like, hey, we have to, we can't see each other. I went to therapy and told her that. And then the first thing out of her mouth was, so you're going to do that podcast. I was like, ah, fuck. Now I got to do it. Mm. But I had a lot of interesting experience. Like I said, like a lot of sex in public. That's really fun. Um, I would when answer you say a lot sex of- in public sexual activity in public spaces. But in like group spaces where it's allowed or like in a park under a bench behind a trash can. I like can't under fit a bench? Under, under a bench. bench. Yeah, why did but, I say under a bench? Um, On top of a bench is probably what I meant. Yeah, like like in an NYPD parking lot. You know, Central Park, <laughs> stuff like that. Were you always curious to go out or did it did it just happen? Like, like because I am just, my brain doesn't work that way. I have so much fear in my body. Like mm. I'm always, I am working on it and I'm... I haven't had sex for two months because I'm afraid Okay. because my relationship with my master ended and I feel stuck. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, to me, you feel very fearless and free. And I also walk through the world as a white guy. Like, it's pretty easy to be oh, fearless. But, but like, not that like I have nothing to fear in the world, but like, it's a lot easier for me to answer a Craigslist ad. And not worry about, like, I'm worried about getting murdered instead of like raped and murdered. So it's just okay, like. But I, just, I actually will say. I am never afraid for my sexual safety, ever. I never have been. I am an incredibly lucky human. I've never been attacked or assaulted. And in that way, I feel I have incredible agency. Like, I yell at people on the street if they bother me. Like, I just Mm. don't. But it's like, 
I'm just afraid of allowing people to come in. I don't know. I don't I'm I'm like unpacking that right now because it's just real strong. But I'm just like, oh, I want to go to all the parties, but I don't know if I can do all of the people like you, you don't like, have to do any people at a play. Party. No, but I want to, though. <laughs> OK, but, but but you can go and not do anything. But and you can almost like sit. OK, that, I do want to talk about play parties. Okay. How does it feel inside? Like when you go. Are we I abandoning guess, the public sex stuff? No, it's it's um I'm I'm trying to re-ask the question with more details. Um because because I think I'm not articulating it accurately. How do you decide who to sleep with? Who I think that's my real yeah. question. And then how do you get to the parking lot outside of a police station? Like how does that happen? Uh I will I'll I'll answer the first question and then if we veer off. You can remember to ask me about the NYPD parking lot. Uh, so, <laughs> I I need to be I, I need to be into it, and to be into, it, I gotta be into the person, or I gotta be into the scene. So I typically don't like to fuck people on first encounters. Mm-hmm. It's not like a hard rule anymore. It used to be. Now it's more of like a guideline slash just thing I prefer. Um, it, it allows me to, if anything, it's a good research tool because, like, hey, I can barrel my dick into you and hope for the best. But give me a night to, like, learn about your body and learn, like, your cheat codes. Next time it will be so much better. Please please define cheat codes for us. You know, like, you'll learn, like, oh, she likes her nipples tweaked really hard. Or she doesn't like her nipples touched at all. Or she really likes it when you're soft with a hand running it down, like, the the flank of her body. Whatever it is. Sidebar before we get back to the question, what are your cheat codes? I like, I just like being touched. Anywhere? I, I, but I, the, the sensation of touch. What I, kind of touches though? It's, it's just, I like affection and touch. It, it doesn't get too much more specific than that. I just, I like attention and things like that. It's, I don't have too many cheat codes or you can lick my asshole. That's an easy cheat code. Yeah. Very difficult though. That's more like level 10 cheat code. That's, but no, I'm asking all the levels. Like, sure. like say you've gotten past. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just joking the level thing. I just married, licking someone's asshole a lot. <laughs> I don't more intense than like you know touching the back of my head. I know you might have figured out I don't always catch jokes, uh, uh, like I'm a baby robot. But I'm also so curious. Like, what is level one, two, three, four? And I know you're. I, I, I know you're just I, saying I just, arbitrary I levels, but have, like I don't have levels. But like in terms of like. Okay, I'll ask you that, all the specific <laughs> things later because I really do want to know like if you're getting a blowjob. What are some of your favorite things? I know it changes day to day, but I think this is important stuff for people to hear because sure. a lot of people don't know. I like a hand on my dick during a blowjob. That's nice. I like what? lovers. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises, and the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. 
Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. How, though? Well, like, you know, when you, like, do the combination, like, when you basically shorten the length of a dick with the hand yep. so that you're sucking less. I like that one. What because kind of hand I, motion? I mean, if I, any. I haven't been right down there. I'm usually, like, three feet away, yeah. and I, I can't really tell. But, you know, I just... Yeah, I can't really, I can't describe it. Cause I don't, I, it's also hard to describe because I don't suck dicks myself. How do you jerk off? Uh, left hand, pretty standard motion. I don't like B. I'm not like, uh, I'm not like a ch- angry chimpanzee yeah. hunched over, but you know, it's, I like long, sh- it just depends. Okay. I get, yeah, it depends in that moment. But I just love knowing the like sure. menu. Cause... I genuinely, I generally am stroking like long, somewhat slower strokes. But then, like, I also, I also like speeding. It really depends on okay. the moment. I just love knowing sure. these details. <laughs> sure. I'm sure knowing how I jerk off will be very valuable to you at some point. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> or to someone. Well, I just think it's also nice to know, like, you are doing a hand motion where his knuckles are towards the ground. Left hand, thumb is open a little bit. Some men do close fingers when they're making the gesture. Sometimes, sometimes you sure, might, Sometimes is what I'm, I'm hearing. closed, sometimes I'm not. It just kind of depends. Some people masturbate yeah. with a pillow. Yeah. No, it's all it's all good. I just don't think about it too much, so it's hard to describe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's why I'm here to ask to. all the curious questions. Yeah. Um. So, so for me, I need to be into the person or the scene. And so, if I'm into you, like, cool. It, that's probably because we vibed. I'm probably physically attracted to you, but also we vibe. There's something in our chatter that like made me be excited. Um. I'll also fool around with more people than I'll fuck. Like, I, I'll go down on most people, but I don't like to fuck everybody, right? Mm. Which can sometimes confuse yeah. some women because they'll be like, well, he would go down on me, but he didn't want to have sex with me tonight. And that's weird because no man has ever said, I don't want to have sex tonight. Either they yeah. want to have sex with me or they're not interested in me at all. Yes. And, and they don't realize that, like, hey, you know how you, like, sometimes aren't in the mood to do X, Y, or Z with a guy, but you're totally down to do W? Men are like that, too. We're just supposed to, quote, unquote, Want to fuck everything all the time, and that's why you're confused right now. So, yeah. so I like I need to be in the person, but if I'm not in the person, then I need to be into the scene. And this one's a little trickier because, like, I don't know. My experience is that most people don't want to be a scene to me; they want me to be into them. But sometimes I'm not gonna be. So, if will it's, you if explain it's, how you're using scene? Uh, yeah, I, I will get to that in a moment. Uh, so, I need to be into what the scenario in which we're having sex is in. There's so, like, so oh, there, there's someone I met up with recently from uh, Field, which mm-hmm. is like one of those apps. And we met up and I just like, I was not into her physically. I don't think she looked entirely like her pictures. Uh, that's fine. But, you know, like we were both like some slutty weirdos <clears throat> and we had a bit of a more like, um, like we could, we could jive, like we could be at a bar and like share stories if we were like strangers. Uh, I, I didn't really have an instinct where I was like, oh, I want to have sex with this person. I was like, I could share slutty fun stories with this person mm-hmm. if I had the time. But I could see us like fooling around like or fucking in like a group sex scenario. Like if we were like I could see just the moment where we were having sex flashed in my head was more like, oh, if we were at a play party together and we were just like all in like a big old puddle um, like I could see us like having sex in that context. But I don't see myself 
like putting it on my calendar. Got it. You know that is I mean? that is what I'm so curious about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other you know scenes can be like, oh, uh, we're doing a gangbang, and maybe I'm not as it, or like a bukkake because you oh, know. What yeah, the, you're buka- supposed to tell me about gangbangs. I can tell you about whatever, but so let's say like a bukkake, like someone I I have been blown and come on the face of women who I normally would not be attracted to, but I was into like, oh, we're gonna do something wild. We're gonna have like five dudes. Put our dicks in her mouth until, like, we all jizz on her face. Yeah, that sounds like fun. And then who it is is a little less important. It is dehumanizing. Okay. So it's also tricky because, like, if somebody's asking you a direct question, like, hey, why don't you want to have sex with me? It's like, one, you should never ask that question. Because it's a never, terrible question. You're never getting a good... There's no good comes from this question. No. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it's a little dehumanizing. Uh, and so you don't always want to share that. Has somebody you. asked you that question? All the time. Anyone I don't want, a lot of people I don't want to have sex with, who I do want to fool around with, will. And it just is not a productive question. So I've, like, hurt feelings of people, but it's only because they pressed me what? for this truth like, that they must have. And I'll be like, I don't really want to share. I don't think that's going to be great. You really want to know? Okay, I don't like your face. You tell them. I mean, that's, like, the succinct yeah. version of it. Yeah, it's like, look, if you really want to know why I don't want sex with you, it's going to end with, I'm not into you. What I think good yeah. comes from that. I like, think I would probably go with I just don't want to. Sure, and I well, I'll <laughs> do that for several times. But some people like the press because, uh, and by people I mean women who are not used to being rejected forget that when you press me, it feels similar to when dudes have pressed on you. So, it, yeah, it's not cool to press people. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so being into scenes, uh, I like, and if I can figure out a way to craft a scene, like that's that that can be fun. Um, I have a friend who I do not, we don't have sex. We are friends. We are in the same sex party community. She is objectively attractive for some, but there's, I just don't want to have sex with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she asked me to organize a gangbang for her. And so like we fooled around in that context. Mm-hmm. Like we made out a bit. Uh, she jerked me off, but I didn't want to have sex with her. Um, but I normally wouldn't fool around with her outside of that context or outside of like maybe a play party or something like that. Just depends. So how do I choose? It's like, do I am I into this person or am I into the scene we're constructing? Yeah, yeah. That resonates with me. I've done a lot of explorations just because I'm very curious to see where things are going to go. Mm-hmm. Like that led to my first threesomes. I'm always just like, yeah, what's going to happen now? Is yeah. what I think is happening really going to happen? And then I explore it. So that makes sense to me. And then do you see people casually or if you continue to see someone, are they usually heading toward a relationship? Like if you repeat, see someone. Yes. Okay. Everything's there. Everything's a case by case basis for me. Okay. There is no overarching thing. There isn't like, I only fuck or I only fuck with the purpose of dating or I only seriously date or I, I, there is none of that. It really I guess is. I'm just I so take curious. it all person by person. Like whatever I feel like, okay, what's this connection going to be? Yeah. This connection could be a platonic connection. This could be a sex connection. This could be someone I'm going to fall in love with. It could be a, a whole bunch of things. It would be inappropriate for me to just try to fuck someone who I might actually want a romantic relationship with. Or it may be inappropriate for me to try to pursue dating with someone I actually only just want to have some sex with. Right. Or this is just a friend of mine. Actually, like, this is someone I I would, I like the way we text and and talk to each other, but I have, like, really no sexual desire here. I'm just going to take it person by person. I'm not going to, I don't have, like, these big overarching. Great trends that makes like, sense it, people go like what's your type i'm like 
No, I hate that question. Well, but do you communicate that to them? It sounds like you do. When it's appropriate, yeah. When there when there's a need to. What does that mean? Like, are you a sneaky person who like confuses people? No. And so it, how I mean, do you? I mean, I I can't say I've never confused someone. <laughs> but <clears throat> can I'm any not, of us? I'm not like perp- I'm not trying to be deceptive. So there was like there's someone I'm seeing right now who I I'm into. She's great. She's cute. The sex is fun. But I am not in a place right now for a romantic relationship. We had had a talk, like a check-in, maybe like a month or two ago. And she said, I would like this to go in this direction. Obviously, like, I don't know where you're at, but it's like, that that's where I would hope it would go. And so as soon as I had clarity in my head about it, I brought it up to her a couple of days ago. I was like, hey, check-in. This is, this is where I'm at. And she was like, all right, cool. Thanks for telling me. Great. And now I can hang out with her and feel a little less guilt about it because I know I have put, you know, my intention. I've now re-clarified my intention. I love that. I love that. But likewise, if I want something more serious, a lot of times, and this was my experience, was a lot of times when I want something more serious, the woman told me she didn't. But it was good that I communicated what I want. Problem is I didn't have the, um, the integrity to like not keep fucking that person if they didn't want to date as well, because that was just so painful. Because these women, like, normally you, someone says, I want to get more serious. And they're like, I don't. And a lot of times you just stop. But these women would keep saying, no, 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 you're still going to come over and do that thing with your tongue that I like. But keep your emotions to yourself. Yep. And so I would keep going and hooking up with these people, but it would be emotionally painful. And then I kind of just stopped doing that. And so if I did want something more serious, I would say that. And then if they didn't, I'd be like, all right, I have to walk because, it's, you know, it's not fun fucking you when i see you know secretly want to like go out to dinner totally (laughs) yeah when you meet someone who you do want to have a relationship with how it sounds like you're pretty open about your non-monogamy so you bring that up right away or do you lead with that is that on your dating profiles or how does that work i mean i don't really have dating profile i have a bumble you just meet people i have a bumble profile i have a i have a field one i have a field profile that i sometimes use i have a bumble bio but I've been going through like a lower libido lately, so I haven't been doing a ton of swiping. Those are the only places really relevant. I've never had an okay Cupid or something like that. If I meet someone in the real world, most of the time, by the end of by the time I've gotten someone's number, they know that I have this slutty sex podcast. So we're in the realm of possibility that like I might not be a monogamous person. Yeah. So I usually as soon as it seems like we're gonna go on like a date and not like hey, let's go get drinks and maybe hook up. Yeah. But if it looks like we're going on a date, they, they know before the first date that I am non-monogamous. But it just, it rarely comes up because just the type of, pe- the type of person who is super turned off by my show is also probably not non-monogamous. Totally. So it, the, having the podcast kind of acts as a filtration system almost. Fuck yeah. Great. Yeah. And then you said you have been in partnerships and then fuck people on the side. Have you ever you do you know you talked about having threesomes with partners, yeah? Yeah, I've had yeah, threesomes. Yeah. Or it's like my ex would call it lesbian sex, where Billy holds my hand. I do a lot of that. <laughs> oh my How god, does that we, feel for we you? got you to find a joke. We got we <laughs> I, got her to recognize humor. I loved it. 
This is great. It's not broken. Um, I have had a lot of uh, people that I, I thought you were about to be like. I have laughed at many jokes. I, I don't have, know who you're talking. Okay, well, first of all, I have laughed at lots of jokes. I've also made lots of jokes that people do not laugh at. But my friend, who I'm staying with right now, like this is, I love him so much because we actually make jokes together. We have, oh, and we laugh together. He's like zero zero one zero, and you're like one one zero one. No, we didn't say that. <laughs> um, but I have had a number of people in my life tell me that I will never understand jokes and should stop trying. So, like, that's a thing. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Floor. As life's routine settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. When you are in a relationship with a person and you bring in other people long-term, like, what is that dynamic like for you? Like, how, and like, sex-wise, is that like something you love or is it just you're like open to whatever the best thing in the moment is? It sounds like you are a person that is like, I'm down for whatever is most exciting in this moment. It, yeah, it's more like, yeah, I'm down for whatever in that moment I'm down for. I can't really predict what I'm going to be down for. With whom I was at like this sexy pool party like a year ago and it was at this like hotel, the, my, my, the play party community I'm part of throws these parties during the winter at a hotel. They're not play parties, but like people who go to play parties go to the pool party. Oh, okay. And it's more like a social and, but some people will get a room in the hotel. So this really, really fucking cute chick um, and her guy, we were talking with my friend and I was telling you about the platonic, but sometimes maybe make, you know, fool around friend. So we're all talking, we're flirting, and it seems like we are being invited up for a foursome. I was on board for this foursome. I was on board with this woman, and I was actually basically, basically I was like, I will hook up with this friend here if it gets me here. Yeah. Um, that is the scene in which I'm down for her, but I'm just genuinely into this woman. Like, yeah. okay, I'm in. When we all finally head upstairs, all of a sudden, like, there's another chick who I did not find attractive, and like maybe another three guys following us and we all get, and apparently she invited them all up and it was going to be a more of a little, little orgy. I was not, that is not what I opted into. Right. And no one's like, Hey, you know, I met these guys are really fine. I'm going to invite them up. Cause then I maybe would have bowed out. Yeah. 
Wait, so what did you do? Well, we all go upstairs. We go in this room, and I'm like, well, it's cool, because, like, she was super explicit about, like, us playing together tonight. And so in in, in a more of a dumb subject, like, just more of a, I'm going to follow, I'm doing, I'm a, I'm going to yes boy you. I'm going to be a good boy tonight, because that's what you want. And she's, like, a leading lady type, which is what I'm, like, really into. And so she, at one point, tells me to go down on my friend. So I do it, but I do it in the context of I am following your instructions because right. ultimately that's, I get to you. Yes. And that's what we were talking about in the pool. Yeah. And we established that dynamic down in the pool. And so, yes, I did that. Would I normally want to go down there? Mm, probably not. But I do that. Okay. And then, like, later she – and then at some point – and then all the other guys are, like, basically having their runs with her. And then she tells me to finger the chick that I do not find attractive. So I do that. I don't really want to hook up with that person, but like I am excited to do it for her. Like right. I, I'm, you know, I want, I want to be a good boy. So I'm doing that, and I make her come, and I do the making out cool. And then she like kind of was like, "All right, I'm done. I'm good for tonight." And so we all like start getting dressed, and I was like really, really upset because like I didn't opt into this group sex situation. I opted into this foursome. I did what you told me to do things, which I just met you. So the only way like that's cool is like. Within the context we talked about downstairs. Yeah. So, you know, I, I did feel a little bit used. And, yeah. And I felt very disappointed by it. Like, I felt used. I felt actually like, you know, I felt disrespected. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I left that. So, so that's what do you example. do in those situations? You just leave. You're just like, fuck that. Well, well it's not that fuck that. It's like we were all leaving. Like, it was, I couldn't storm out. So, like, I'm leaving. So, no. like, I just told you all to leave. No, but do you ever have a conversation with the person and say, hey, actually, that? I, well, I never got her number. I, I left her my number. She never um, reached out. Got it's it. fine. But so I just I don't have a name. Like, I don't know her enough. I'll put it this way. I can find out who she is. I can ask like a friend or two and I can reach out to her on Facebook and send her an angry thing. But that seems unproductive because I might never see this person again. So this was a grievance. I don't really need to take up with them. Yeah. Uh, or with her. I, I just need to own now myself. Like I called a friend, deconstructed it with her a bit while I walked to the train. And then like on that week's episode, I shared more about it and my feelings and I talked about it uh, and you know that's it so that that was a way in which I get to cope is I do have this show and I do have people who listen and there are people who are gonna email me or tweet me or message me afterwards to say oh you know I feel you on this or in that so like I do have that luxury it's great but yeah that's how I deal with it and, and some people might air that grievance with the person directly I just didn't think it was worth it yeah uh, I felt like it was gonna sound uh, potentially whiny and I didn't want to, you know, have my feelings invalidated by someone saying, like, you're just complaining that you didn't get to fuck me. It's like, that is not why I'm complaining. I'm complaining well, broken that agreement. I, was bro- I was brought, we established a little bit of a, a dynamic here about me following your instructions to be a good boy. I opt into a foursome. You bring me upstairs to not a foursome and then instruct me to do things without ever actually letting me ever, like, you know, like, tend to you yep. or... I never getting any attention. That's a and bait I, and, and switch. I, yeah, it was a bait and switch. It was definitely a bait and switch. And I, you know, I, yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, for our listeners who maybe haven't gone to very many sex parties, like I've been a guest of a person at one, but yeah. I'm not in a community. Um, a, how do you get in a community? B, is that representative of sex party life and culture? The story I shared or yes. the way? Oh, no, I don't think that's representative. I think that's representative of that night. I really don't like creating trends. I hate it when like 
media outlets create trends that don't actually exist, but they saw two or three instances. It's like, we have a trend. It's That's like, no, you don't. Exactly why I wanted to happen. bring that up. Yeah. yeah. You know, hundreds and thousands of instances may be a trend. This is not a trend. So that was happening at like every party I went to for a couple of years. Yeah, I would say that's a trend. So the way you get it, I mean, again, this is the thing, not very helpful because the way I got in was super different. Yeah. I got in because I answered an ad, Craigslist ad for a Bukaki. I behaved myself. I kept getting invited back by that guy specifically. And then he threw a, he was going to have a birthday, a birthday sex party hosted by that uh, group called Hacienda. Uh, so I got the email, like he put me on that email blast and I woke up sick that day and actually ended up not being able to go, but it got me on the email list and that got me into the parties because I started getting invitations for that, for Hacienda's regular parties. And then I just kept going for years and I became like part, you know, of, of that community. Every group's got their own thing. Some do memberships, some are very hetero couple centric, some are not. Some are invite only, some you just need to know the Facebook event, uh, you know, to get the information. Hacienda is now doing like, they have a membership system that you can apply to, but to apply to it, you have to have gone to at least like one or two of their non-play party socials. So their rope night or their, you know, the pool party, whatever it is, and then you can apply to become a member or something. So just every, everyone's different. And again, like Hacienda is a way more queer friendly party than say chemistry which is like a super heteronormative <clears throat> single women are a commodity place you know it, it just depends on what vibe you want what communities are available to you wherever you live and and all that jazz cool so like my way of getting in is not helpful for anyone because not only is craigslist not uh offering personal sections anymore but like <laughs> it is not standard to get invited via some random dude's regular bukkake group. Well, but the thing that is yeah. valuable is get to know people, make an effort, show up, don't be creepy. You know, well, make... I don't like saying don't be creepy because that's not a helpful tip. <laughs> Behave yourself is what Behave you actually yourself, said. Behave yourself, be self-aware, and accept feedback graciously, which yeah. is a hard one because it's definitely hard for me. But yeah, um, when you tell someone don't be creepy, like that doesn't tell them what to do because a lot of times the creepy point. person already struggles with social cues. Yes. So now you're... they. Be better if you said, when you put your hand on someone's back, this is how high it should be. It should not go lower than this if it's someone you just yes. met. That is a useful piece of information. But if you just say, well, don't be creepy, that person doesn't know what to do. Creepy is an, an act. So I don't like to say that. But yeah, just behave yourself. Be kind. Be fun. And uh, don't rape people. That's a... That's an easy way to not get invited to parties, uh, raping people. Don't do that. Yeah. And there's an easy way to figure out if you're raping someone, say, do you want to have sex with me? Yeah. You should get a resounding (laughs) yes. Well, so, so the, and and that's, but that's another thing, you know, when in doubt, ask before you touch. I think that's a pretty good rule. Yeah. Not every community has that rule, but I think it's a good rule to agree or practice to take. Yeah. Love. What's your favorite part about being in this community? In Hacienda? Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot of fun people. Uh, there's a lot of different types of people. Like, Hacienda's got a lot of different genders and a lot of different sexual orientations and bodies and, and all that stuff. It could use a little bit more racial diversity, you know. But uh, it, it's it's got, like, everybody there. And it's got all these different kinks there. And for someone who's been an outcast for so long, when I first went and I noticed, like, all these other social outcasts, so to speak, were there. It's also, like, a burner esque type of 
people. So, you know, burners, I feel like, can be a lot of misfits. So so when I saw everyone there, it made me be like, oh, I'm allowed to be here, too. Mm. Which is odd, because, like, I walk through the world with my adjectives, but I still feel like I don't fit in because, like, some people think I'm a bro when they look at me or hear me talk mm. for, like, a half second. It's like, I'm not a bro because the bros hate me. The bros don't like me. What are you? I'm like, Billy, but it's just, but the idea is like, when people are like, oh, that's a bro. It's like, no, the bros don't like me at all. So I do still look for some semblance of community or to fit in because I don't feel accepted by society. So yeah. when, when I got to Hacienda, I saw everyone there. I was like, oh, cool. This is misfit land. This is the island of misfit sexy toys. And this is where I want to be. So I do feel I want to like, go to the island of misfit sex toys. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. She did a laugh again. Look at that. <laughs> I do. I laugh a lot. I just. I'm um, breaking her program. No, here's what happens in a theater at a stand up show or a regular any type of show. I laugh at times. Nobody else laughs. So that just happens. And like, very, like I'll be like, ha! and I'll be the only one and nobody laughs. That's and I'm like, a That's time. a joke. That's a joke, though. But I, so anyway, um, <laughs> whatever, whatever. I have my own jokes. I bring my own fun with me. Yeah. I would love to get into like some favorites. I don't know. Best, worst, like things you love about threesomes. Like you have so many experiences that a lot of people don't necessarily have. And I would just love to hear some highlights. Like, let's get to this police station parking lot. How did you get there? And then what are some other crazy places? Like, what have you done? What are some of your favorites? I mean, my sex resume is like pretty, I don't know. It's hard to. It doesn't Take have to be comprehensive. Back. Just tell me a few of your favorites. Well, so uh, I, I, well, I can do the the parking lot story. So I, I answer a Craigslist. A lot of my stories, uh, you know, pre twenty eighteen, start with a, I answered a Craigslist ad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I answered a Craigslist ad for an artist who was looking for penises to mold for some like art project, but then she also wanted me to make sure I wasn't like gonna creepy. Yeah, yeah. that that word I hate. Um, but she did want to meet up first, the guys to do that. So. We met for drinks, like, in Queens, and, you know, conversation was great and all, and then, like, it got a little flirty, and then we started making out, and then she wanted to take me back to her place, I guess, or maybe she was going to walk me to the subway, I forget, but I saw, like, a little alley while we were walking, and I was, like, I kind of, like, pulled her into it, and then we just went back, and it was, like, a little parking lot, I was, like, all right, cool, pretty secluded, we started making out, and then one thing led to another, and she was, like, bent over her hands on, like, I don't want to say dumpster, but it was a dumpster. It's a closed dumpster. <laughs> it was fine. They don't smell. It's not a smelly a dumpster. clean enough dumpster. It's a nighttime clean enough dump. Everyone settle the fuck down. Don't judge me. So she's she's bent over and I, I fuck her in this parking lot. And when we leave, also fucking next to the dumpster is convenient because then you condom goes right in. Look at that. Right. I didn't let her. When we leave, I start noticing like, hey, that's a cop car. That's a cop car. And then we get out of the parking lot and I look up and there's a big American flag and I notice like it's a precinct. That's it's a cop precinct and this was their parking lot. And so I'm very glad we didn't get caught. But <laughs> Cause I usually say like cops in here say don't care if you're fucking in public. They usually just be like kids scram, but I feel like when you're in their parking lot it's a little different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It sounds like you have some kinks. Would you describe whatever you identify with kink wise? Uh, I mean, I don't see, I don't think I'm very kinky because I'm not, I always associate kink with BDSM, which I know is not accurate, but that's just always how my head works. So I see myself as vanilla, especially compared to all the people I know or the people I've interviewed. Like they're really kinky. I just like to do a lot of fun sex stuff. 
whether it's with other people or whatever. I guess if I had one, if I was like, if I had a fetish, it would be like stranger play. Hmm. Um, but that's not one I indulge in terribly often, mostly because it's, it's very difficult to achieve safely, responsibly, and genuinely. You know, to do it safely and responsibly, people have to like sacrifice the the genuineness of it. But I don't like that. Like, I'm not. I can't do. Hey, we know each other. We've been fucking. Let's go to a bar, wear wigs, and pretend we don't know each other. Can't do it. What if somebody else set it up for you? Would that count? Like someone you really trust would like set well, yeah, it up? Yeah, set up with somebody else. Yes, yeah, because it's a true stranger. Yeah. Like I had. I, I used to sleep with somebody who. The way we we met on field, I had stranger play in my bio. I had butt stuff in my bio, and her first message to me, she was like. I want to have sex with strangers and play with your butt. And I was like, all right. So what we what we arranged was, I was good. I had this entire desk cleared off, and it was just uh, I had all my sex toys and lubes and gloves and everything uh, displayed out nicely, and they were um, labeled. Cause I'm a good boy, and I put it all in the right <laughs> spot. And then I was on the bed naked, blindfolded, and she got buzzed in by a roommate to the apartment we'd never met before. My roommate buzzes her in. She comes into my room and she basically molests me for like an hour. <laughs> you know, she has her way with me and then she leaves. And then I didn't take the blindfold off until I was confident she was out of the apartment. And then I checked my phone because then she was going to text me the name of a nearby bar where we then met up and had an almost totally normal first date. Fantastic. Because she's actually a stranger when we did that thing. That's great. Or like when I was in San Francisco and um, like a couple years ago and like answered an ad where like he I think it was supposed to be a gangbang, but I guess like no other dude showed up or whatever. And this guy had his like had his lady blindfolded and on all fours uh, in a dark room with some mood music. And I had to quietly like get him dressed and like we I folded on with her like she ate my ass. She sucked my dick. I, you know, I had sex with her and, and then I quietly left. I never met her. We didn't exchange words. Uh, she never even saw me. Like, that's fun. Or, you know, I had sex in a park with someone from an app where, like, we just met in a park. Mostly because we couldn't, neither of us could host where I was visiting. Mm-hmm. And so we just, like, met in a park, which I Googled parks you can have sex in in, in the <laughs> Bay Area. Yeah. And I just went there and I, like, sat on a bench. I took my dick out and waited for her. And then she just walked up to me, made like one joke and then got on her knees and sucked my dick and we fucked there in the park. What is it about stranger play that makes you feel excited or that you like, that appeals to you? Um, because people will be like, oh, like just based on my, I have a lot of body image issues. And so when people are into you and they want to sex with you after talking to you, there were other factors than your body, than your physical desirability that, um, that made them want to sleep with you, mm. right? It might be like, oh, I like, you know, I, he's funny. Like, people will be like, oh, but you're so funny. I'll be like, no, it's not that. Like, I want to just be, I want to be hot. I just want to, that's it. I want someone mm. to, because there, there are guys, you've definitely, and you live in LA, so this happens a lot, um, I'm sure. There's definitely been dudes you've seen on the street where you, in your head, went, Oh, I gotta fuck that guy. My brain doesn't work that way. Okay. I'm the girl that walks in and they're like, that's your boyfriend? Okay. And I'm like, excuse me. Right, but not. I'm not talking about your boyfriend. I'm talking about the person you will fuck once and never see again. I've never had that happen. Okay, I've fine. tried. I've tried to have but, one night stands and they come back. Okay. What, what I'm trying to say is the the person you typically when you're just trying to fuck somebody, not date them, not hang out. What you're like, just you're. I have there. There are there exists the type of looking dude where people will typically look and be like. 
oh, I gotta fuck that guy. Some people. I, yeah, there are people, right, okay. And then I feel like I look more like, oh, I could fuck that guy. But first, let me, like, hear about his politics or make me laugh. <laughs> Got it. There's a difference. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, and I can prove this where, like, most people, um, if I said, would you rather have sex with um, Parks and Recreation Chris Pratt or Avengers Chris Pratt, you will, a lot of people will pick Avengers or Guardians of the Galaxy Chris Pratt. Because um, he's a more awesome character. No, you don't get to hear any of them talk. Oh, we're talking like I'm just saying like pure objective. Got it. Look at me, you. and you're making a decision. You're not. You. We're not getting to know each other. We're not talking because I've had so many body image issues and been told I'm fat and gross or whatever for essentially my entire life that I, I, I guess that has a factor in it where I'm like this person is having sex with me because they think I'm pretty, and and my personality and my awesome hum- sense of humor or whatever. None of it. Because, like, some people have been like, oh, I'm attracted to your humor, I'm attracted to your ambition, or I'm attracted to this. I'm like, I want you to be just attracted to this meat that I'm in. So I think with Stranger Play, that's definitely a role. Whereas in, you know, they just walked up to me in a park, and she could turn around. Like, that woman who fucked me in that park, who had never met me before, she could have seen me sitting there with my dick out, stroking, and turned around and be like, yeah, I'm not feeling that. I've Mm -hmm. done it. I've gone to a thing and realized... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not attracted to this, so I'm going to not participate. Yeah. But she doesn't, and she still fucks me. And that makes me like, oh, I must be pretty cute if a stranger is willing to fuck me in a park, and a hot stranger. She was like a smoke show. She, she looked like, she had like a Tila tequila look to her. Hmm. Um, so I think that's a, a, a part of the reason why I dig the stranger play. That also, like, it's just fun. Like, it's yeah. a fun novelty thing. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Do you have any fantasies that you have not gotten to realize yet, but you want to? Um, they all probably involve like me being used by a bunch of women or a, preferably a bunch of like female strangers, maybe. Um, so that's a big part of it. Just like multiple women and me just being put to use. The concept of being put to use, I'm into. I'm very like I can switch so I can like service top. but I'm like really more I lean more submissive. I, I just want to like. Be of good use. I want to be of service. Love that. I want to do a good job. I want to be a good boy. I think my sexual orientation is good boy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. A couple more questions. Well, actually, first, do you want to ask me a question? I, 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 why, why the shaved head? Because I wanted to. For a long time. Right. Why did one want to? I always just wanted to not have hair mm-hmm. because I didn't want to deal with it. Like, like from a so very practical. So do you also practical... shave your pussy? Yes. Okay. I like, I like that though is for sensation. Like I love to have, I love to be able to feel all of my skin touching whatever and whoever I'm touching. Mm. Um, my head, I just had beautiful long hair for a long time. Uh, impractical. I like things to be efficient and practical and I do have to shave my head you know, at least once a month. I mean, so this still will that. be the look, you know, after the zombie apocalypse. So. I know, right? Yeah. But I also got to a place where I didn't feel pretty without my hair looking good. And when I realized how much my hair meant to me, I was like, fuck this hair. 
Okay. I did a, everyone in my life was like, no, it's so beautiful. Don't cut it. Don't cut it. Cut it, cut it. My boyfriend at the time was just like, do not cut your hair. And then my girlfriend shortly thereafter was just like, I don't think you should. I don't think it's your marketing. And I, and then I produced a reality TV show with pickup artists. And I was just like, fuck everyone. And I shaved my head and left Los Angeles for a while. Okay. And I've had it. It's going to be three years of shaved head in May. So I like it. And it's soft. <laughs> cool. <laughs> One more question for you. If you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of sexual advice, what age, and it doesn't have to be like one piece, it can be a sentence or a paragraph, whatever. What age would you pick and what would you say? Uh, 15, I guess, just because that's when, you know, whatever, 15, let's just say high school. Uh Hey, you don't have to murder the clit. You know, you can play with it without destroying it. I think that's important. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, I'd also go back to 18-year-old me after the first time I had sex and be like, yeah, when you're doing doggy style, put one knee up. You'll get a lot more uh, better range of motion. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. That was a a game changer (laughs) when I figured that one out. Yeah, you put one knee. You basically Captain Morgan fuck. That's a lot. Mm, just, <laughs> you can get deeper. It's better thrust. Uh, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't understand why everyone isn't doing one knee doggy style. That's just me. How can people find you? Tell them what you want. Tell them what you need. Well, you know, come if you like sex stories, there's, oh, Jesus, so many of them over at the Man Whore Podcast. You can find that wherever you're listening to sex stories. And uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at TheBillyProceda. And I'm on Instagram at Billy is Proceda because uh, Instagram took down my old one. Me. Uh, yeah. So you just search man whore one word on the internet and you find me inevitably. <laughs> I promise. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks uh, for having me. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Weird, sexy podcasters yeah, unite. Uh, weird yeah. stranger stuff. I'll figure out now. And now I have the tools to go figure out how to get into sex parties. I will go answer Craigslist ads. Just like you said, I will well, answer sadly, the... the government. Caused no, us to I know no that's a joke. Crisis. I also couldn't oh. answer a Craigslist Bukaki ads. ad that you did. Right. That was it. See, Joke. I make jokes and it doesn't. It's well, I'll keep trying someday. Keep, 